0: Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Welcome to the Overcoming Emotional Eating Podcast. In today's episode, I'm cracking the code on afternoon cravings, giving you real strategies and tips to reduce your need and desire for food in that afternoon downtime. Take a listen. Everybody that I've worked with forever has always talked to me about this situation. And when you hear what it is, you'll understand why in just a second. Um, but but for, for the beginning, it may have even been my first client, I can remember them walking in, maybe my first or second, it was definitely in the first week, and saying to me, you know, I just can't get through the afternoon time. I, I search through cabinets, I look through things, I'm not really sure if I'm hungry, I don't really know whether I'm hungry or full or bored or lonely or tired. Because back in the day, HALT, H-A-L-T, was the one anacronym that we really used to help people stop overeating. It's still used today, and it still holds true, but I think we have a lot more interventions and strategical approaches now than HALT. For those of you that don't know, HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. You should check those four things prior to eating at any time of the day. But there is something distinctly different for the afternoon time, for many of us. And there is some real specifics on how to crack the code. And today that's what I'm going to talk about, is how to really crack the code on those afternoon cravings. We eat for our stomachs, but we crave from our heart. And understanding the distinct difference is how you can get through any hard time with eating, but absolutely in the afternoon time. Many of us were taught not to crave and not to consume in life, in passion, maybe in intimacy or in food. It's interesting in working on the podcast that I'm working on right now, I'm also working with some marketers to help me get the word out there that I'm doing this podcast because I have a real intention to help as many people in this world as possible. In any case, so in looking through the uh, images that my marketers can find about women and eating, it's been a very interesting journey. Just Google images of women and eating and you'll see what I mean. It's very intriguing. So when I watch what happens with respect to our media and marketing and craving, and eating good food, there's a lot of disconnection in our society. And I'm here to shed a little light on what you can do in the afternoon to help with those, those food cravings, but know that there are many more cravings than that, and I'll speak to that in a few more minutes. I can remember when I was in college, I was actually on a kind of gap six months, between college and graduate school, and I was nannying. I worked as a personal trainer, and I nannied for this great, cute little boy. His name was Gregory, and he was three, and he was my little buddy. And um, he would take a nap every afternoon. And even though I wasn't a mom at that time, in fact, it would be many years until I would be one, I remember being tired because we had played outside, dug in the sand, run around the yard, biked whatever we need to do in the morning to get out his energy and to teach him some things. And then he would pass out and fall asleep, obviously, and take his nap. And I remember being tired, but not tired, wanted to take a nap, but wanted to stay awake, obviously, because I felt responsible. And searching the cabinet, looking for food. And I had already become involved in working with uh, eating disorder work. And had taken a lot of psych courses and knew a lot about, you know, the beginnings of my journey in this career, but still searched the the cabinets (laughs) endlessly every day. And I would talk to myself while I was doing it because I kept trying to say, you know, am I hungry? I'm not angry, but am I lonely? Am I tired? And I, I kept trying to work with myself during that time. I've heard from many, many mothers in the same situation since, and many women and men who are at work looking for a little nibble in the afternoon and not quite certain as to what that might be. And I can absolutely understand where you're coming from, which is why I've tried so uh, vehemently to crack this code. Yeah? When we look at afternoon cravings, there are a number of reasons why they can happen. I mentioned halt, but I also look for things like being bored being tired, obviously being bored, being stressed. A lot of us, as the day progresses, we hold more and more things on our back, things pile up, things we need to do, things we need to get through, things we need to do later on. And so it could be boredom or stress, tiredness, or maybe it is hunger. And understanding the distinct difference will help you get through the afternoon times Effortlessly. Now, just so you know, everything I talk about here today can go for any point in time, but you're going to see why the afternoon comes up so significantly for many people. We know that one of the most under eaten meals in our country is breakfast. And interestingly enough, what you eat for breakfast can absolutely affect you in the afternoon. Who would have thought? It's hours later, right? But what we've seen happen is a shift. If you don't eat, and I wish I had a video right now, but if you don't eat in the morning to start that metabolic engine revving, then what happens is your body tends to churn slower throughout the morning until you eat that first solid meal. Once you eat that, then metabolically things start to kick up. So if you don't eat that meal until 11 or 12, well, by three or four, your body's really started to rev. And now you've under eaten for the day because maybe you've skipped breakfast and you've only grabbed a handful of something for lunch because you're busy at work. I know many of us are working from home right now. It still doesn't stop uh, this whole cycle, because for a lot of us, if we're working at home, we're still go, go, go project, project, project. You know, I talked to a neighbor the other day who was on four hours of zoom calls, zoom calls straight with a variety of different distributors. So we still are going back to back to back in a lot of things. So even for us from home, we're still in the same cycle of maybe nothing for breakfast or a couple sips of water. And then, you know, maybe a small amount for lunch. And then that's going to kick up in the afternoon. So my first thing is if you're having a lot of cravings in the afternoon, it is imperative that you make sure you're getting enough nutrition at breakfast. What I mean by that is having some protein, making sure you're getting some fruits, some vegetables, a little bit of essential fatty acids, because that's going to stabilize that blood sugar you don't eat enough in the morning, you're going to crave in the afternoon. It is a rebound. It's just like if you don't eat enough for the entire day, then from five o'clock on, you'll be craving and, and hungry. So first and foremost, make sure you've eaten enough at breakfast. Secondarily, if you're having cravings in the afternoon, make sure you've drank enough fluid. Have you had your water? If you need to break it down into segments, then do so. If you need to, let's say you're supposed to drink 80 ounces a day. If you need to break it down into 20, 20, 20, and 20 to make sure by that afternoon time you've got in between 40 and 60, then do that. Drinking 80 ounces from 5 to 10 at night is not fun. (laughs) And it's it's even less fun from 10 o'clock at night to 5 the next morning, right? So, make sure you've drank enough fluid by that afternoon time if that's a really difficult time for you to get through. Eat fiber at lunch. Now, here's why that's so important. Fiber is the most underrated nutrient in our country. Clearly, underrated. I mean, nobody even puts it as a macronutrient, poor thing. You know, we talk about carbohydrates or we talk about fat or we talk about protein. And we don't put fiber as a macronutrient. I mean, I'm obviously skilled in nutrition and nutrition science, and I've never seen fiber put as a macronutrient. I understand why we don't, but it's so essential. And as I've been in my career over the last 26, almost 27 years now, I recognize even more so the value of fiber, especially as we age, because having constipation is definitively a a definite problem in our country and can create multiple issues so making sure that you're getting enough fiber is imperative but definitively having it at lunch is really important because that fiber can help you feel full longer and so we're talking about hunger if you haven't eaten enough fiber you can be inadvertently hungry because you haven't gotten what I would consider to be the fourth macronutrient, fiber. So make sure you've gotten fiber at lunch. Now, fibers in things like fruits and vegetables, that's where you're going to find their highest content, uh, particularly green leafy vegetables. And then when it comes to your fruits, your berries are going to be highest in that, that fibrous content. So making sure you're eating fiber at lunch. Now. Here's what I love to do with afternoon time. So I'm going to give you a little tip. If I'm working with someone and we were working together one-on-one and you came into my office and you'd said to me, I'm craving from two to four. I can't stop myself. I keep you know, scavenging the pantry. I try not to eat, but then I do, or I try not to eat and I hold it off as long as I can until dinner and I make it through that day, but I white knuckled it. First thing I'd ask you to do was to figure out your pattern. So what time of day does that craving come about? Is it at one? Is it at two? Is it at four? Just by tracking the time of day over the course of five days, it will just give you a sense of time. The reason being, if it shifts around, it it may not be hunger if you're eating a similar thing every day, barring the fact that you haven't done a specific amount of intense exercise. however. If you figure that pattern out and you see it's always coming around the same time, here's a really great trick I've done with patients for forever to really test if it's hunger or not. Put a small snack an hour before that time that you keep tracking at. So let's say you were always craving at 2.30 every day. I would tell you at 1.30, even if you ate your lunch at 12, at 1.30, I'd have you eat a piece of fruit. And maybe a little bit of protein, just depending. Now, if that hunger came on the same exact way at 2.30, that tells me it's a craving because we've put in a little snack there. If it stays the same, then it's not a hunger, then it's something else, yeah? So you can use that tracker and look at the timing of the craving and put that snack in before. You can also, so if you do that, you recognize that it's not hunger and it may be something more of an emotional nature. After lunch, you can take a lunch stress break. Take 10 minutes. I know a lot of people, if you're at work um, or if you're working from home, you do get a certain amount of time off for lunch. Most people have that time period. If it's a 30-minute lunch break, it doesn't usually take us 30 minutes to eat our food. And so if it takes you 15 minutes to eat, then close your eyes for 10 minutes. Put on something on your phone that you can meditate to and close your eyes and listen to that music or that meditation, and let yourself de-stress. If that helps you through the afternoon, then it was stress that triggered that craving. The other thing you can do is distance yourself from the craving. Now, I don't mean distance yourself in your mind. I mean, if you know that it's stress, if you know that it's boredom, if you know that it's tiredness or loneliness, this works particularly if you're tired. Distance yourself from the craving means get up and get out if you can, depending on where you're working. If you can get outside and you can go for a five-minute walk, I know so many people think of walking as exercise. Oh, can't do it unless I'm going to go for my 30 minutes. And to me, I said, well, is it all or nothing? Does it have to be that way? It's not really true. It's like if we totally don't get ready for work because we're running late, do we not go? No, we go, we just might wear a hat that day if we can, or we might just, uh, you know, excuse ourselves because we didn't get all of our makeup on, right? (laughs) So this is the same thing. It's not all or nothing. You can go for a walk five minutes and get the benefits of getting a little bit of serotonin, a little bit of epinephrine, right? A little bit of a boost, maybe some vitamin D outside, and you can change your breathing patterns. Get out and away of the food. And let yourself be rejuvenated by being outside. If it's not warm where you are yet, put on a hat, gloves, and a coat. It's only five minutes. Marring it's not AC or snowy. It's five minutes. It's not a long walk, but it's enough that it can get your body moving and your breathing patterns changed. Because remember, eating is breathing and breathing is eating. And we look to food sometimes to change our breathing patterns. And in that, it de-stresses us. And that coupling is what can undermine us all. Finally, eat lunch meal or earlier afternoon snack mindfully. Now, here's what I mean by this, and you're going to see why I'm saying this. I know we talk so much about mindful eating. There's books written on it. In fact, I know some of the people that have written those books. I absolutely believe and understand Mindful eating, and I know it should be done. I also know for many people they don't understand how to do it or why to do it. Even if you can't do it at all your meals, just do it at lunch if you're craving all afternoon. Eating mindfully involves being present while you eat, slowing down, and chewing your food as thoroughly as possible. It's also really important to avoid distractions like the TV or your smartphone. I see so many people on their phones eating. In fact, it's something that comes up in my house all the time right now. I have two teenagers, full-fledged, full-out, 14 and 15-year-olds, and they keep wanting to eat with their phone. And so I keep looking at them every night and saying, do you know what I do for a living, guys? (laughs) Because that is, totally against (laughs) what my belief construct is and what I've worked so hard to help other people do. And there's a constant battle because nowadays it seems so normal for people to eat with their smartphone in front of them. I don't believe in it. And if you can just sit there and focus on your eating, it will bring your mind and your body together. And if you have a really hard time determining hunger and fullness, Putting anything in front of you that distracts you, even a catalog, will shut that right down. So just give yourself the 10 minutes. And if you set a timer on your phone, traditionally speaking, it doesn't take people more than 10 minutes to really eat a meal comfortably, calmly, and mindfully. Take a look, you'd be surprised. And that's all you're asking of yourself. And then you have enough time to do a 10 minute meditation after you've eaten mindfully. It can shift your afternoon. Radically. One six week study in binge eaters found that mindful eating reduced overeating their episodes from four episodes a week to 1.5. It also reduced the severity of each overeating episode from four to 1.5. That's radically significant. That's a reduction of greater than 50%. I would take that. Those are great odds. So just by eating mindfully, they reduce the overeating patterns significantly. Think about that when you think about mindful eating and recognizing that at least just doing it one time a day, especially if you have afternoon cravings, doing it at lunchtime can radically impact how your whole afternoon goes. Remember, we eat from our stomach, but we crave from our heart. What are you craving for? Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.